Hello, 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 and welcome back to Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I would like to welcome you to episode number nine entitled, You Must Have Faith. It is that time again to drop in a sprinkle of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is going to be the basis of the podcast today as we talk about faith. Our belief system, which for myself is the Christian faith, it consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Faith is a central concept and it plays a significant role in the life of a believer. It is often defined as a strong trust or confidence in God based on a personal relationship and a conviction of the truth of the teachings of Jesus Christ. There are some key aspects to our faith in Christianity and I want to talk about it with some tips on strengthening and deepening your faith. Let's first talk about understanding faith in Christianity. Number one, it is trust in God. Faith involves a deep trust in God's character, his goodness, his sovereignty. It is about us relying on all aspects of life, even the circumstances that may be challenging, unclear, and things of that nature. It is our belief in Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for us and was resurrected three days later. He died for our sins. Our Christian faith is centered in the belief in Jesus Christ, as I said, as God the Son. He is the Savior of humanity. This includes his teachings, his sacrifice on the cross, and again, his resurrection. When we understand our faith, we have to understand also our reliance on the scripture or the word of God. Our Bible is a foundational resource of our faith. It contains the sacred scriptures and the teachings that guide us believers in understanding God's will and his plan for our lives. We must have a personal relationship with God. Faith in our uh, Christianity is not just about adhering to doctrines or um things of that nature. It involves having a personal relationship with God through prayer, through worship, and even understanding God's will in our lives. It is important that we develop that personal relationship with God. It is important that we spend time with him, that we commune with him, that we steal away as the older people used to say and go to your secret closet or your meeting place where you just get alone and you talk with God. That is important in the building of your faith and the strengthening of the relationship that you have with God. You want to get in his presence. You want to worship him. You want to lift him up and adore him. Let's talk about some tips on how you can strengthen your faith. Again, regular prayer. You want to express your gratitude. You want to seek guidance. You want to build a deeper connection. A thing that I like to also do sometimes is when I go into the prayer closet is to take a journal or some paper and a pen with me so that when God speaks to you that you can write those things down because sometimes when we are deep in prayer or in a situation where we are just 
all in with him, communing with him, loving on him, we may forget the things that he tells us. So don't forget to take a pencil and a pen with you. Another important thing is Bible study. We've got to dive into our scriptures regularly. Get yourself a good Bible, one that you can read, that you can understand. There are many versions out there. You have to be careful with some because they loosen the meaning sometimes the easier the version gets to you. So a lot of people like to stick to the King James Bible. Me personally, I like to go between the Amplified, the Message Bible, and the NLT. That way you get different uh, translations and for me, understanding of what something means. Studying your Bible helps to deepen your understanding of God's word and it strengthens your faith as you read it. You'll see that scripture again in Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You may want to join a Bible study group so you can learn together as a group, as a community where you come together because iron sharpens iron. You want to worship and you want to have fellowship. The ways that you can do that is by attending worship services, church services on Sunday, going to Bible study when your church has it. You may want to... um, join a support group or an e-group in your church. These things that we do as a community provide support, encouragement, and opportunities to share our worship together. The next thing you may want to do is serve others. Join a ministry at your church. Maybe you want to be an usher or a greeter. Maybe you want to be on the hospitality ministry or join the women's ministry or the men's ministry if there happens to be any men listening. Yes, or you may want to volunteer at a charity. The importance of it is just giving back to others, helping others and expressing your faith through action by embodying the teachings of Jesus Christ to love and serve one another. What was the greatest commandment? That you would love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Next, you want to reflect and meditate. Make sure that you set set aside time for reflection and meditation on your spiritual matters. This can involve contemplating over scripture, getting out a pen and highlighting, taking notes and doing whatever it is that you need to do to get you closer to God and the understanding of his word. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, If you seek me, I will tell you remarkable, secret, unsearchable things that you do not know. But if you don't dig, you may not find. Some people are just surface level people and they never dig deeper. So they never get the deeper revelation of what a thing is. And you want to understand what your faith is and why we're required to have faith. You can get this by studying by focusing on God's presence. And that way you continue to grow. You continue to learn. Again, you get a deeper understanding of your faith and why it's so important. You want to develop Christian values. You want to develop virtues such as patience and kindness and humility and forgiveness. 
Forgiveness is so important. When somebody has done something with to you, against you, one of the hardest things it may be for us to do is to forgive them. But they often say that forgiveness is not for them, it is for you. Another thing that I have learned recently is that you also have to learn to forgive yourself for your past mistakes, your past sins that you might have committed. You can't live a life of condemnation. You have to learn to forgive yourself. God forgives you. You have to trust and believe through faith that he loves you. Don't walk around being condemned. You also can seek guidance. This is connecting connecting with a spiritual mentor, maybe a pastor or a fellow believer for guidance and support. You can get together and discuss your faith journey with others as well as gain valuable insights and perspectives. You can attend a retreat or a conference. You can participate in um, seminars. You have so many opportunities out there to help you to grow spiritually, to learn, to encounter God in a deeper way. But you also have to try the spirit. Make sure that whatever retreat or conference or seminar that you're going to is of what you believe so that nothing falsely is taught to you. Next, you may want to keep a gratitude journal. Now, me and myself, I love to journal. Outside of gratitude journal, I just regularly journal because it is so good to just release all of those different things that are going on inside of you to let that stuff go, but you also grow as well. Keeping a gratitude journal can reflect on the blessings and the answered prayers that you have in your life. The things that you're hoping for God to, to prayers that you're hoping for God to answer, for blessings that you're looking for, track it and journal it. Just like you take it into your secret time with God, track these things so that when your prayers are answered, you can go back and you can jot down the revelation, the answered prayer. And if you want to share with someone else, you can do that as well. Not to be bragging about what God did for you, although our God is a great God, it may influence somebody else to strengthen their faith about what they're believing God to do for them. Lastly, I want to talk to you something about embracing doubts. And you might be asking, why is she talking about doubts when we're supposed to be having faith? Because let's face it, we're all human. And we have to understand that doubt is a natural part of faith. There's a scripture in the Bible where there's a man who encounters Jesus, and I believe that he wants healing for his son. And he says to Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. How many of us has been there? God, I believe you, but help the areas of me that that doesn't quite fully believe. Instead of suppressing those doubts, use them as a catalyst for a deeper exploration and seeking answers through prayer and study. The Lord says, seek my face. And when you seek his face, you find him. Remember that faith is a journey and that it evolves over time. It's normal to experience highs and lows, but the key is to continue to seek 
continue to grow in your relationship with God. You want to embrace our spiritual disciplines, especially the ones that resonate with you, and allow faith to be a source of your strength and your inspiration. Look through the Bible and find some scriptures on faith. Meditate on them. Post them on your mirror, on your refrigerator, in a notebook, in a journal, where you can see them over and over again. We'll um, talk about some of those scriptures now. Hebrews 11.1, again. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Romans 10 and 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ or the word of God. Faith comes through hearing. When you find those scriptures in the Bible, speak them out loud. Don't read them. Speak them out loud. As you speak it, you hear it. And as you hear it, you grow. Matthew 17 and 20. He replied, do you have so little faith? Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Did you hear that? Faith the size of a mustard seed will cause us to be able to move the mountains in our life. God said that when we became his children, that we would be able to do the same things that he does. We have power from on high, but that power only works according to the faith that you have. Little faith, little power. Big faith, big power. James 1 and 6. But when you ask, You must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That means that you're wishy-washy. One minute you believe, the next minute you're doubting. One minute you believe, the next minute you're doubting. You're like a wind in the sea being tossed to and fro where the waves are just going back and forth and it is just giving you the worst case of seasickness that you could ever have because you're going from one side to the other, just like a seesaw in your faith. You've got to remain steady. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, for we live by faith and not by sight. Faith is something that you have to believe in your heart. You don't see it yet with your natural eyes, but in your heart, The eyes of your heart is believing that God is going to bring whatever you're trusting him for to pass. For we live by faith in our heart and not by sight. The sight comes when the prayers are answered and God gives you that visual of seeing it manifested. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. When we became saved and we accepted Jesus Christ, and we believe that He died for our sins and He rose again to give us eternal life, 
it was through the faith of believing that this is why Jesus died and that our sins are forgiven. This is why it is important not to stay in a period of condemnation. That is why it's important to forgive yourself. It's not we ourselves. It is a gracious gift from God. Not by the works that you did. There's nothing you can do by being a good person or loving so much that you can receive this gift of grace and being saved. Grace is God's unmerited favor. And when I was watching The Chosen last night, it also said that grace is a gift. It is a free gift of God. These verses highlight the foundational role of our faith, and there are others in the Bible as well. I urge you to find one, to write it down as many times as you need to. Post it wherever you can see it, on your bathroom mirror so that you see it first thing in the morning, or on your refrigerator as you go in there to get a cup of orange juice, in your journal as you begin to write for that day or for that night. Emphasizing that when you meditate on these scriptures, that the power of prayer, our trust in God, and the assurance of salvation through Jesus Christ, that our needs will be met. I want to close this podcast out tonight with a prayer of faith. Close your eyes and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, We come before you with a heart full of gratitude for your love and your faithfulness. Thank you for the gift of life, for the countless blessings you've bestowed upon us, and for the grace that sustains us each day. Lord, we acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. We believe in you, the creator of the heavens and of the earth, and in your Son, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for our sins. We put our trust in your unfailing love and the promises found in your word. God, we surrender our worries, our doubts, and our fears to you, knowing that you are in control. Help us, O God, to walk in faith, even when the path is unclear. Strengthen our faith, O God and help us to rely on your wisdom and your understanding. We bring before you, Father, any concerns and desires, and we're trusting you, Lord, that your will would be done in these things. Grant us, O God, the patience to wait on your timing and the courage to follow where you lead. Father, we pray for a deeper understanding of your word, and for guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Father God, we ask that you would open our eyes to see your truth and our hearts to receive your love. God, we thank you for the assurance that nothing can separate us from your love. We declare in faith and believe in you, knowing that you are faithful to fulfill your promises to us. May your will be done in our lives, and may we bring you glory in your name. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. 
You can personalize a prayer to be anything that you would desire for it to be on faith. You can write your prayers down in a prayer journal. You can do whatever it takes to make sure that you increase your faith. I want to thank you for joining me today on Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I pray that something that I said has encouraged you, uplifted you, and mostly has inspired you to increase your faith. Until we meet again, remember that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is by faith that we believe. It is by faith that we trust God. It is by faith that we move beyond being able to see it. It is like my pastor told us one time, when you sit down in that chair, you believe that that chair is going to hold you and it's not going to break and you fall to the ground. He said, when you open that canned drink and you pop that top, You believe that whatever that drink is, is going to be in there and it's not going to be poison. Why is it so easy for us to believe in man-made things than to believe in our spiritual father in heaven who has freely given us all things? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. I pray that you would work on increasing your faith over the next 30 days. It is my challenge to you. Until next time, be blessed.